Hi, my name is Brother Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. A little while back, we um, invited people to write in the comment section or on Twitter um, a little hashtag AskFRMIKE, Ask Father Mike. We've got a bunch of questions in, and so I'm going to try to answer two of them today. Um, both kind of one serious, the other is seriouser. So here we go. Um, Steph underscore Lynn underscore 80. Eight zero. Ask the question. I'm a confirmation sponsor for my niece. What's your best advice for my role? Well, Steph, I have to say this. Full disclosure. I'm a confirmation sponsor for a number of people. I'm the worst confirmation sponsor ever. So let me tell you what I learned from being a bad confirmation sponsor. So how you can be a better confirmation sponsor than I've been. Three things, quick. Number one, pray for your confirmand. So pray for your niece. Oh, by the way, niece. Congratulations on getting confirmed. Um, niece of Steph, congratulations. Pray for your niece. Pray for your person you're sponsoring. And not just like, oh, pray for them leading up to the confirmation. Like, dedicate for the rest of your life. Like, I'm going to be praying for them on a regular basis until I enter heaven, and then I'm going to pray for them on a more regular basis because it's my job. So intercede on their behalf. Now, one way you can do that is by just offering up, you know, very simple, like, every day. I'm going to pray one on Father and three Hail Marys for this confirmant, from this person that I have a sponsor of. You could go hardcore and be like, from now until the day they get confirmed, I'm going to pray a rosary for them, or a decade of the rosary for them, or a chapel of divine mercy for them. Like, you could be like really serious, like intent, intentional in that kind of way. It could be that on the day they were confirmed, every year, you go back and pray a rosary for them, or something like that. But pray for them, number one. Number two, be involved in their life. Now, this is one of the hard things because um, where typically you get a confirmation sponsor is like, well, you know, I know this person or the person is my aunt or the person is my cousin, my older brother or sister. But I would say if you're going to be a confirmation sponsor, you have to be involved in the person's life. This, this is the thing that like is kind of sad for me is that I'm not really involved in the lives of the people that I've sponsored. And that's like the thing I need to like, literally repent of. I pray for them all the time but I'm not really involved in their lives. So please be involved in their lives because number three, you're called to be a witness to what it is to be a disciple. You're called as the sponsor to be a witness to them of what it is to be a disciple, not just with your actions, of course that's the case, but also are you someone that they can go to and say, okay, how do I follow after the Lord Jesus in this really confusing world? Like that could be your role not only to pray for them and be involved in their lives, but to be that kind of resource for them, to be able to say, they can come to you and say, okay, <laughs> I'm trying to make sense of this. You are my older sister, older brother in the faith. Can you help me? Yeah, totally. If you're praying for them and if you're involved in their lives, to be that disciple, that witness to them. Now, the next question. The next question is actually, I'm a little bit nervous about this because it's kind of a serious, it's kind of a heart question. And the question is from uh, Matthew Alicia, who wants to know, I was wondering why women can't be priests in the Catholic Church. Now, before I, before I try to answer this, what, one, I know that I probably won't give an answer that's completely exhaustive. Obviously, this is like a couple minute video. Number two, this is an issue that for so many people is not a head issue, it's a heart issue. And so I'm going to give some reasons, but those reasons might not hit your heart and, and they might seem really surface and they might not convince you at all. So what I want to say first of all is three. Please, I invite any person who is hurt by this because I know people who are hurt by this teaching of the church. 
to know the church does not say that you're less if you're a woman. The church does not say that you are not as great if you're not a man. Here's what it is to be a priest. Here's what the church sees itself as. And it goes all the way back to the beginning. In the beginning, the Old Testament, the priesthood was always associated with fatherhood. Again, all the way back to the beginning. In Exodus, um, before the golden calf incident, what happened was the father of the household was the priest of the household. And so priesthood was always directly associated with fatherhood. It wasn't just associated with like, can you do this job or can you do this task? Are you good enough? No, no, no. There are bad dads who are still priests. But priesthood was always connected with fatherhood. Because of that, we, the church says, because of that, we don't have the ability to ordain women. Why? Because men, only men can be fathers. And only women can be mothers. And if the priesthood is fatherhood, then it means only men can be priests. Now, let's, let's step back. Let's press pause for a second. What's, peop what's most people's experience in the parish, in a Catholic parish? It's basically, we're run by single-parent families. And essentially, right, most Catholic parishes now only have a priest, only have a dad. But think back 50 years, 60 years, when a lot of Catholic, not everyone, but a lot of Catholic parishes, they had the, the dad, they had the priest, but they also had the moms. They had religious sisters in every parish. Now, my guess is this. My guess is, if more Catholic parishes had both fathers and mothers, meaning had both priests and religious sisters, this would almost be like a moot point. This would almost be one of those things like, no, 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 makes sense, because in my own home, my dad was my dad and my mom was my mom. One wasn't better than the other. And if most parishes operated that way, with both dads, the priests, and moms, the religious sisters, then we'd realize what it is to live as part of the family of God. Then we would get to be the children of our Heavenly Father. They'd be incredible. There are more reasons for this. And maybe we can talk about them in a different video, but that's the very beginning, is the reason why the church says, like, we, we can't ordain someone who's not a man is because it takes a man to be a dad. And the priesthood is not about function. It's not about, can you do this job? It's, hey, can you be a dad to these people? That's not to dismiss moms, because we need moms. So if you're a young woman who's considering a religious vocation, Please, the church needs your vocation because we've got dads, but we desperately, desperately need moms. Ron here at Ascension Presents. My name is Father Mike. God bless.